ding, 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 round two. It is Anthony and Brian Fox. Let me, first, listen, I'm going to tell you something that is, I was just telling Brian about, I had planned out today to be perfect. Like I had, I had written up everything. I had did marketing for future shows. I had messaged Brian. I'm like, hey, listen, you're going to come on in this time. We're going to test everything. Everything sounded perfect. Well, then I got invited to go bring my kid to soccer in Charlottesville, which is an hour away, and didn't realize that I literally would be getting home only 11 minutes ago to do everything within (laughs) fucking minutes of this interview. Um, But hey, it sounds good. You look amazing, which I am jealous as shit of. Um, Brian, first of all, it's a pleasure as always to talk to you. How are you doing, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm healthy. Uh, after that stint in the hospital uh, back in October, so I'm doing good. Thank you very much for asking that. You know, it was the one thing I've always admired about you, and we've had conversations off air many of times. And I and I do I, I classify you as a friend. I think you're an amazing person. Yeah. We've had great conversations. Um, you know. I was concerned when everything came up that you were in the hospital and stuff like that. You handled it like a champ. You beat that shit. Everything's good, and I'm I'm so glad for that. Um, it's good to see. I don't think I've ever seen you without a smile on your face. If you live with me, you would. <laughs> <laughs> trust me. Ask my wife; she'll be like, "Oh yeah, moody." So I go like this all the time. Ask anybody who knows me. I'm, you know, trust me, I'm moody. Brian, you didn't know about the ten o'clock interview. That's what your wife. Oh, I know. Oh, she's good <laughs> <by> now. <Yeah. laughs> No, you know, it's so every time we talk, you're always up, you're, you're positive, you're you're always going for the right thing, you're always positive about things, talking about the right stuff. It's always good to talk to you. You're always like that bright light at the end of the tunnel. Thank you. And which I appreciate. Um, but man, yeah, it, it seems like you've had a very roller coaster ride during the pandemic as things bring us to where we are today. Since our last time we spoke, um, I guess it's been June of last year is when we talked on the Stranger Tribe Live. Was it that long ago? Dude, wow. it was that long ago. Wow. Time does fly. It's like, it's bizarre. They say as you get older, it's kind of like, uh, it's like a blur, and it is. It's a blur. Talking about older, and we just said this to you, I don't think you've ever aged. Like, I looked at pictures of you from a couple of years ago doing all this shit, and I'm like, I think Brian's deep down inside a vampire because no wrinkles. Everything, you, you, like, it just makes no sense to me. Like, how the hell you look exactly the same as you did now as you did years ago? You, it, <laughs> you know, when I lived in Boston, I heard about the Boston vampires. I just didn't realize they were real, I guess, you know. It's kind of like the Hollywood vampires, only on the East Coast. <laughs> it's so damn true. Yeah. Oh, God. Except, you know, the Hollywood vampires ban Johnny yeah, Depp, yeah. but he's also a vampire. That son of a bitch don't age either. So, yeah, that um, that's right. Yep, but, Joe Perry. Oh God, that's that's another great a band that a lot of people don't know about that have put out such amazing music. Yeah, fantastic. But I'm gonna go. We're gonna jump right into where we left off in the last interview. Yeah. The last interview we had spoke about you had just you were just finalizing the pieces for the Mike McCready painting that you had did, um, and okay. you weren't sure how you were gonna do things. You had you had the sketch up, you had the painting up. I'm sorry, and you weren't finished with it. Since the last time we spoke, you were able to utilize that piece to help run uh, raise money for the Crohn's. Uh, uh, Crohn, was it Crohn's? 
In Colitis. Colitis, yep. yep uh, chapter in Seattle. Correct. That's what I was going for. Uh, with Mike McCready, you were able yeah. to sell a bunch of those prints, raise a ton of money through mm-hmm. a good cause. And then since then, you've also made all these beautiful pieces to collaborate every individual member of Pearl Jam, um, which has been amazing. Thank you. Let's push back to Mike McCready a little bit and let's talk about since the last time we spoke, how did that all come about with you collaborating with him to be able to raise money for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation and the Seattle chapter? We have to go back to the, uh, the Fenway show, the 2018, the home shows when through a mutual friend of mine, uh, Steven, he essentially uh, Mike McCready and his friend, Chris, and they ended up, providing me with a ticket to the show. So I was very thankful for that. But as I was watching the whole show, I'm sitting there sketching on my hand, I'm drawing, and I'm totally inspired by this amazing show at Fenway. And I have all these ideas running through my head. So it's, again, 2018, two years ago. It takes me a while to get to anything. I tell Chris, I meet him for the first time. I say, Chris, thank you very much for the tickets. I, I want, I'm going to do something for you guys maybe to help out the Crohn's and colitis. My, my grandmother had that before she passed away and I'd be happy to help you guys. And he was very polite. Oh yeah, no problem. Which I'm sure a million people tell him they're going to do something. And it, sure. uh, you know, he was being polite. And two years later I said, look, I, I finally did something. If you guys want to use this, it's all yours. hundred percent yours. You can do whatever you want with it to raise money for the Crohn's and colitis. So that's kind of how it came about in a nutshell. And they said, yeah, let's let, let us think about that. And then they came up with how they wanted to use it. They asked if, if they could. I said, sure. And uh, I put it all in their hands. And then they raised the money and it all went to the Crohn's and Colitis. And I believe they're um, different chapters. So it was the Seattle chapter, I believe. If I'm wrong, I apologize if I'm wrong. Sure. And now, Brian, do you remember how much money that, that was able to raise for that chapter? I don't because we did the prints, like limited edition prints uh, that uh, Mike and I signed. And then on top of that, they did a, um, uh, we did a, a hand, I did hand embellished giant canvas print of mm-hmm. the painting. And then they auctioned that off and that went to raise more money for it. So the, the actual number that w- what came in for that, I don't know, but they were very happy with it. And, and um, you know, I felt like I was finally able to say thank you for allowing me to go to the show. Yeah, and our our close uh, your close friend and a very familiar face in the Pearl Jam community, Dale, was the one who won that canvas. Yes. Um, has the conversation happened yet between you, him, and Mike McCready? No, uh, for whatever reason, I, I just wait for the call for them to tell me when they're going to when it when to jump on. Gonna, yeah, I just mm-hmm. I'm not in, I'm involved in that at all. I, that could only I could only imagine what that call is going to be like. That's going to be interesting. Dale's a very great character. So I can only imagine how that's going to happen. With your, awesome. Dale is a great guy. Yeah. And uh, he's done him. so much good stuff for the community. It's, it's, it's amazing. He he's got a good heart. And yeah. um, I know that it's a, uh, what is it? A zoom call or something. It's with the three of us. And then, uh, you know, however that goes. And I guess it was part of the prize, the winning package. So, yeah. Uh, but you know, Dale's got a big heart and, and he's always, you know, and he doesn't say anything about this, but I'm going to say it because I find these things out. He'll buy two or three prints or from what, up from all different artists or they're hard to find prints. And he gives them away to people who missed out on something or, or was late coming to the party or, or gives it to a donation or a charity. The guy always gives a lot. So, 
he, that he won this was kind of really cool because I know he's such a McCready fan. So. Yeah, well, and you know, he's the type of person that he's not, you know, there's people out there that want the recognition and want things out. Um, and I know people that have gotten stuff from him um, and he doesn't want, he, he doesn't, you know, that, that doesn't matter to him. He's, a, he's not doing it for fame. Nope. It's kind of like you, you're not doing this for the publicity of the fame. You're doing it because it's from the kindness of your heart. So that, that is a pretty impressive thing on both aspects of the, um, the spectrum that you're able to do it and that Dale was able to win it, which is awesome because I know that way that he frames shit up, I can only imagine the <laughs> monstrous framing that's going to be in his garage or something. But um, but no, so yeah, this print this print comes out. It's killer. It's stellar. It's amazing. Um, you. you know, and 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 let's be realistic. You know, I'm extremely picky about the art that I have. I have 111 pieces hung up in my house, wow. um, and there's only two it's things incredible. that. Oh yeah, dude. It's it's it. Don't say that. You too guys loud. have a problem. <laughs> oh fucking right. I know. It is a hundred percent true. I'm sure your wife would agree. Don't you dare say that. <laughs> You're not allowed to say that because if she hears that, I guarantee you I'm going to hear, I told you so. Yeah, so just yeah, keep yeah. keep it quiet. She's I not will. too far from the studio. Hey, look, I benefit from it, so I will. <laughs> but like I said, I mean, I was telling you a little while ago, that one of my favorite pieces that I own, and I'm not saying this because you're on the show. It's it's true because it's it's been in every episode. So I've So this came up. I put this piece up in August of last year. I've done 47 episodes out of the studio, and my son's done 27. Out of every single one of those episodes, this print, which you can only see a piece of it, which is your piece uh, from the Fenway show, it's one of the only posters that are visible in everything I do because I believe in it. I love this print. I love what you do. I love your style. Thank you. Um, and I kind of want to get into that in general, your style. Because one thing I find interesting about your style is is I, I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, your style is very contrast-driven. You use a lot of darker colors and and screams, and you use shadows and contrast to develop your style. Would that be a correct statement? Yeah, it's it's that that's pretty accurate for sure. It's all everything I do though is um, like the traditional oil paints and drawings and stuff like that. Uh, you know, like I said before, I think I I see these guys who. Dan Munford, the stuff that guy can produce, it's unbelievable what he does. And I can't do that. So I have such an appreciation for what those guys can do. And I'm sitting here trying to eke things out on canvas. And these guys are you know, so prolific. It's unbelievable. So I wish I could do what they did and what they do. But I, I, I'm like a, like a caveman with these paints and taking forever to do things. And so it's, it's kind of a, a, an old style approach to things, you know, draw it out. Draw it up in pencil, draw it up in charcoal, paint it in oil paints, and then, you know, put it on canvas and get it scanned and kind of do it that way. So there's no real screen printing in, on that part of the process. Well, I mean, the one thing that you, I mean, that is different from your take of things is that you have yours is more the realism side of things, the contrast, it brings it more to life. Um, the Kevin Euclid is more pe the, that pencil pen kind of look, um, where the other prints, the other Pearl Jam prints you've done recently have been more of that paint. Uh, come to life with that darker contrast, heavy contrast mm -hmm. coming to that light side. Um, and I didn't realize that you have, that you actually finished or have the portrait side of it done. All of the members. Is that correct? Uh, you mean the, the latest Pearl Jam, the home show series that I'm doing? Correct. Yeah. So I'm just about done with the last two, uh, which is Eddie and stone. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of, I'm working on them simultaneously. So I'm, I'm putting the final touches on those two. So, I did uh, the Mike McCready 
and then I did um, Mac, Jeff, and then like Eddie and Stone were working on simultaneously. But they're about 30 by, they're on the floor over here. Uh, they're about 30 by 40 inches each. So they're okay. decent size. I kept them all the same size. Um, you know, we'll see. I don't even know what we're going to do with them all. So, I, you know, I just needed to finish them because going back to that show in Fenway in 2018, is very inspired to do something based on that tour. Now, are we going to see a Boom Gasper print? Uh, you know, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of like, I have all like... sorts of sketches for it. And I have, all, I don't, you know, I needed to get the five actual members done. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he'll, he'll be uh, put in because it's a tour, uh, you know, uh, series. So it's, it's sure. a live series, I should say. So he's always there and everybody knows him to be there. Yeah. He's part of the, you know, part of that group. So I, I definitely got to do it. No, it's it's great. So the, when you did your tour the last week of your studio and going through and being able to see all those pieces, yeah. like cyber, I mean, it's it's fantastic. And but you don't have like a game plan in place of how these prints are going to be released or if it's going to be a set or individual. That's not no, like on your mind right now. No, my and my manager and business people will be like, you don't think good business. It's like <laughs> I just need to paint. You know what I mean? And I, I got this idea. I got this great creative idea. It's like, yeah, we got to sell it. So or we got to you know you got to you gotta do things to pay the rent. I'm like, yeah, but this is a cool idea. It's pro jam. You know, it's great. I got an idea. I just got to keep going. I like a shiny object where I, I like, I start with one. I had to time myself the other day because I get so distracted and I, and this happens to, I'm sure you and every, you got kids, all sorts of stuff going on and I'm trying to do 20 things and I get nothing done. So I've actually took my phone and I put, you know, the, the, the stopwatch on and I said, all right, I am not going to move from, painting this for two hours then i can go do whatever else but i two hours i'm going to devote to whatever's in front of me and i was able to finally start doing that i actually got a lot done so i would go back and forth between the stone and the eddy the stone and the eddy and it kind of they, they moved along pretty quickly when i ignored everything else so i'm almost done now the last time we had spoke you said you hadn't talked to anyone in the band about your prints i know that matt cameron had shout we had talked to you. matt cameron shouted you out on your image um, oh, he, yeah, on social media. Yep. Correct, correct. Um, has anyone in the band gotten in touch with you about your pieces? Because personally, if you drew me the way that you draw them, now I would hope that you wouldn't make it lifelike because I am not something you want to <laughs> fucking hang on the wall. But um, if you made me look pretty. But I mean, I, mean, I would... be like the George Costanza, you know, the... Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. On let's, the couch. Let's, let's, let's not get that image in anyone's head. Um <laughs> But I mean, listen. I mean, you, what you're putting out there is absolutely stunning. You're you're developing pieces that are lifelike, but are clearly a painting. Um, I would expect that this is different than what they're they're seeing with other artists because a lot of the the poster artists that are involved with Pearl Jam are creating show specific art pieces, or they're developing pieces that are you know that graphic design nature side of things. So this is different and unique. What feedback have you gotten from either the band or the management wrapped around the pieces you've done? Uh, it's all been good, and it's just periphery uh, uh, folks that uh, like the work and uh, that I've gotten to know, or even like other friends of mine who know them or whatever, but or who have to who who don't look at the paintings and go, who are they? <laughs> they can actually tell if it looks like them or not. So you know, other fans really. Sure. Um, so the feedback's been pretty good. And, you know, I, 
again, I'm just after the portrait side of things. And, and that's what I do with even the sports stuff and the Tom Brady or the Gronk or the Steven Tyler's. And uh, so I, that's just how I approach it. So, and I know there are a lot of talented artists out there. I've seen people do some amazing charcoal and pencil sketch portraits of Eddie and, and Mike. And I, it's unbelievable. So, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of artists who do this out there. So I, I'm sure these guys have seen it a million times. You know, oh, let's, do, let's, Brian, let's roll back a little bit. A lot of artists are doing great things and they're talented out there, but nobody is able to accomplish what you're accomplishing. Your style oh, of no, art. No, no. Brian, let's, 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 dude, dude, oh. ha, listen, there's a reason why you're getting the accolades from many musicians and many people out there is because you're able to present a canvas of a lifelike realism and give it to people in a way that, it, like I said, it, you know it's a painting, but it looks so real, it's almost uncanny. It's it's crazy to look at. You're presenting things that are different in a way that you're building up that repertoire. That is a Brian Fox piece. You're all the one thing I also admire about you is it's you know there was the um, Rolling Stones piece. I can't Keith Richards piece you showed a couple weeks ago. Oh, um, yeah. where it was mostly red contrast with dark. Yep. You know, different take different outlook but you're able to utilize something that's different than no one else is doing but it's unique to you no one else can copy what you're doing so while people are doing and utilizing older techniques like you're seeing with charcoal and pencil you have developed something that's why you're able to have the studio uh where you're at because listen real estate ain't cheap in massachusetts i know that <laughs> You know that. And if anyone listens, know that ain't cheap. So if you have no. a studio in Massachusetts, we know that you, it's, it's, you're knocking out of the park. Um, so it's exciting to watch the stuff you put out. And the other thing I really, uh, I really dig about you is, and we talked about this, you found a way to utilize things you, you want to do with the wolf pieces. Um, oh, yeah. And that's that's gathered a, a rather large following in its own sense. Hell, Gronkowski, hard to speak about him right now. Um, God, fucking um, He's got the pieces in his house. Yeah. Don't know where that house is. Could be in Florida. Could be in Massachusetts. Uh, it's up in Mass. It's in Massachusetts where yeah. he's got them all. Oh God, it, that it's so hard to talk about him. Oh no, it's great. I'm so happy for those guys. Don't you just, dare say you're happy oh, for them. Oh my God, I love seeing it. It was, it was just great. I just, I'm just, just still great that we can watch those guys play. I know they're in a different uniform, but it's just still fun to watch those guys play and perform. And, and you know what I mean. So, no, I don't know what you mean be because I was be heart, I was heartbroken. <laughs> I was freaking heartbroken we were sitting back watching cam newton can't throw a damn ball or do a damn thing with anything and there's tom brady making shit look easy still yeah oh. a guy puts the work in both those guys put so much work in and oh yeah you know you get to know the family over the years i'm happy for the families and and, and just i don't know I, I was happy to watch him win and i, I get it as a i miss him as a new england fan mm. of course but you know i'm still a fan so well um <sighs> <sighs> So it's just I this heart. Steam coming out of your ears. This, this heart is just slowly <laughs> deteriorating into like my soul. Oh God! <laughs> I, had, I interviewed Jim Mazza last week, and he's a big. He's from Boston, and we were talking about it, and we were just kind of like, it's one of those things. Like we we're watching the Super Bowl, and it's it's like we're rooting for him, but then it's like uh, it's like we could have had that. Like it's it he felt the same nice. way. Oh yeah, same way. It was just it was miserable. <laughs> Some miserable as shit. But then it was like, like everyone's rooting sleep. for Tom Brady. I'm like, he's been doing this for 20 years. Where the hell have you been? Yep. 
Oh yeah. God. Anyway, yeah. get off, get off before we, before we get into an hour long topic of me being miserable from Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski oh, leaving funny. us to go to Tampa Bay and just looking happy. And another one, that's another person just like you. How the hell is he 44 years old and look amazing? Yeah, and yet avocado I'm, ice cream they talk is, is about. It, I don't know. Listen, I'm going to buy that shit by the gallon tomorrow, oh, yeah. and maybe that will make me go back and age a little bit. I don't know. They work at that, man. They make it look easy, but those guys work so hard sure. every day, and like they watch what they eat. And I, I mean, that's a tremendous amount of work that they put mm. in. So we don't see that. We just see them three hours on a football field. But those guys, those guys really do work hard. Oh, sure, sure, sure. I mean, it, you know the documentary Tom Brady put out where he's like, he basically goes home and like ignores his family to watch video and record. I've never crazy. seen, I've never seen the video. I've never seen the documentary or anything like that. Yeah. And, yeah it's know, on Facebook. It's a Facebook live oh, documentary. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was, it's, it's worth, it. it's worth, don't watch the last episode. Okay. Everything else is good. It was because it, okay. it led up to them losing the Super Bowl, So it's kind of heartbreaking uh, to watch that. Everything else is great. <laughs> I can. I just skipped the last episode. I just, yeah, I, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I never pretend. happened. Like, <laughs> it never happened. It should, you know, if I didn't see it with my eyes, it never happened. Um, now, good stuff. So let's talk about. We know what you did with Pearl Jam. We know what we we know about your surgery. How are you handling the pandemic as an artist? In what sense? Well, let's, I mean, I'm assuming that. Is work still coming in in a pretty evenly manner, manner, or are you still are you having to be creative in ways to be able to sustain being an artist during the pandemic? Oh, it's changed dramatically uh, because um, I can't go to events anymore. So a lot of my work was event driven, where I would go to let's say a um, a party or a, um, a function or a charity event. And then you present a painting and you live on stage and, you, and you're able to mingle and, and kind of, you know, uh, network there. And, and many times work comes from that. But everything like that's dried up or go to the football games. I would always be at the football games and, and kind of talking to different people. And a lot of my clients are there and uh, they own the work. And that's how, how a lot of work comes up. But that's all gone. So I've had to kind of reinvent myself to pay the rent. I'm the sole provider for my family of four. So that's, a, you know, can be kind of scary. And I started for the first time ever um, in probably just as this was starting, maybe last March or April, uh, an online store. I've never had an online store. I mean, I, everybody's been, hey, when are you going to put something? Like 10 years, my manager, hey, you're going to do something with a store. Finally, I did. And it just happened to coincide with the uh, the COVID and that kind of was very helpful to um, to bring in some money. I always like to say it's uh, it's making money while you sleep, and um, that's been very helpful. And and then you know people have committed to projects and then all of a sudden backed out, committed, backed out, committed, backed out. So that, that that's always happening. So it's kind of a strange thing. And then other people, you know, I like to tell people it's like you know God always provides for me. You know what I mean? It's like if somebody drops out. Either they come back maybe six months later and go, hey, you know what, I'm ready to do that painting or another job comes up or another something always comes up. You know what I mean? So you got to have faith. <laughs> Dude, I, I, as, a, as a small business owner myself, I feel you. Yeah. Because it is, it's one of those things like it does, it just kind of, you kind of got to believe in the system because it, it does kind of just work out. Um, it does. 
let me, so is there anything that we should be looking out for that if there's, I mean, listen, I, I want to support you. I know many of the people listening right now want to support you. What's coming out soon that we could be looking forward to that we can be able to jump on to help you out? Um, well, I always try to tell people, and I'll talk people out of buying anything because I, 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 I will. I, I like, I've talked people out of originals. I'm like, look, just make sure you like it and don't buy this. And, you know, I wouldn't ever want you to have buyer's remorse and, you know, don't do that. Just come back in two weeks and, and, the, and my manager's going, what are you doing? <laughs> but I always feel, I would always feel bad if somebody felt bad about buying something. So I'm always like, make sure you like it, buy it because you like it. Don't buy it for an investment. But, and I have people who buy just for investment purposes, yeah, yeah. which blows my mind. I'm going, I, I don't plan on dying anytime soon. I hope, <laughs> it, you know, <laughs> although I've been very fortunate that the, the, the you know, the, the, um, the, the prices have gone up over time, not down. Um, there's a waiting list, which is uh, it's very surreal to me that I have people waiting so long to get paintings. But um, so I, I back to your question about what's coming out. Uh, there's more werewolf stuff coming out. There's a lot okay. more of that. Uh, I have a whole new line. The Pearl Jam stuff is coming out. I have a whole new rock and roll line that I haven't even released. I'm probably working on it's probably 15 more paintings and they're different. They're, they're mm. like the, the Keith Richards that I, that I posted before, or even like that given to fly piece that I put up a while ago. Um, and I want to do a rock and roll art show like okay. a live because I haven't had a show in a few, two or three years. Anyway, I hadn't done it because I've been so busy and then COVID came around and you can't do it. So I want to do a, um, maybe a, a, a new, open studio, but it's all rock and roll based. So that will be coming out hopefully soon. And then I'll have a lot of prints available for those. And um, like I said, I got a lot of stuff on the store that I, you know, that I put up. Uh, I'll be adding some stuff to that. I think there's going to be like some Guns N' Roses pieces, Axl Rose, Duff McKagan. There's a bunch of stuff. I always forget. YouTube, the one I piece YouTube. I want to see you do, and I think your style would reflect it. And it's probably one of my other favorite artists. I'd love to see a Bowie print. Yeah. I think you, your style, because Bowie was an eclectic person where there was times in his periods of his career that he was very, his contrast was kind of dark and would meet your style. And I just think, God, I, I would love to have a Brian Fox Bowie piece. I mean, I got, I got room. I could slide this piece over just a little bit to the side. They could go right here. I'm just, just saying, I mean... I did do a Bowie piece, and I I haven't shown anybody these pieces, and it's part of that that collection I'm talking about because it's all so di- it's it's so different. There's there's so many pieces. There's a whole Guns and Roses. Uh, there's more Pearl Jam stuff. It, I haven't shown, and I think I've shown maybe two people, three people, but it, it I don't want to show anybody yet until they're mm. all done. And the whole collect the whole line is probably about thirty pieces. I got really? Kurt Cobain and oh yeah, Tom Petty, Kurt Cobain. But and it's totally like you've never seen before, um, and that's kind of how I'll leave it. But there is a Bowie in there for you, and it's 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 kind of cool. I think you'll if you like the Keith Richards, you're gonna dig this stuff. Oh shit! Now you, God darn it, damn it, Brian! Yeah. Now you got me thinking, and I gotta. Gonna, <laughs> I would rather you told me you didn't do it. Now I gotta. I know. I got a lot. That's the thing. It's like I, I, when I say I'm working on people, like, hey, wait, how many pieces you work on? No. Probably 20 or 30 pieces Jeez. I'm working on right now at, at one time. Well, because, one, I can't think straight. But at the same time, uh, well, my mind is always all over the place creatively. But then you think, well, 
but you got to pay the rent as well. So sometimes different ideas present themselves. You go, oh, I got oh, this would be a great idea. Oh, this would be kind of a cool piece to put on somebody's wall. And then I got the whole Vietnam piece, uh, the whole Vietnam series that I'm working on too. So there's six more giant paintings from that. Wow. Uh, and those paintings are, you can't see them in here, but those are about seven feet by four feet and some of like five by five feet and this wow. like eight by so they, those are giant paintings um on top of all the other stuff i just described so and then the commissions that i have like so so some i only do one family portrait a year um and there's like a four-year waiting list for that but um but is it so, now is that something that you're gonna probably i mean i would assume that's probably something that you're not gonna have time for as your career builds that I mean, family portraits is, you know. Well, and I say that loosely because it's the last one I did was for Tom and Giselle. So it's kind of. Oh, shit. Yeah, that, that's a little. That, that's not a family portrait. That's like. Well, it a was. It was kind of. It was, well, sort of. But so it has to be. And then, uh, you know, I did one for the um, the Goskowski family, which was. A, it's like a moment in time where it's not just like you went to Sears or Walmart. I, told, got, well, you know, tell, I, listen, won't, I won't do those. You're telling me a family portrait. I'm thinking of my neighbors. You're talking about no, no, Giselle no, and Brady. No. That's, yeah. to me, and I, I, I apologize if anyone, that's like a portrait of Jesus Christ and Mary. That's like that something goes over the damn table in the damn kitchen. Well, it was just Tom and his daughter. So it, that that's what I would consider like a family portrait. Where that meaning, is, yeah. meaning that only his family is going to want that. It's sure. that that's, not, that's not him no, playing that's not on the field where a hundred fans are going to want to buy it. When I say a family portrait, it could be something very personal. So... This was him holding his daughter after the Atlanta game and all the confetti was coming down. Uh, and it was just a, a beautiful moment that they asked me to uh, paint for them. So um, that's what I mean by like a portrait or a family mm. portrait. It's not the traditional like everybody's standing there. So it's not you know, like the it's not like the old man and the wife holding the cat for family portrait. <laughs> that's not, that's not. <laughs> I guess that's what comes to mind, but at the same time, it's yeah, that's not what I'm doing. Mm. So I, but I only do one of those, so it's kind of you know because I'm not I'm not a big fan of doing them. So all right, we're gonna let's go through some of these because we're getting a co quite a few comments on here. Let's go oh, through those okay. real quick. Um, John Fuller says, "See you on Saturday." Oh, is he? Yeah, and then Art says, "John Fuller, no one likes a bragger." Um, <laughs> But, we're talk uh, wait, when I hear somebody call, I think somebody called Dale one time, braggy pants or something. Braggy. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle says, hello. Um, John says, Bowie was amazing in concert. Another Mr. Braggy pants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, love your art from Michelle. Thank you, Michelle. Um, can you do Dale dancing as a portrait was someone had oh said. God. Oh, my. He, he, did you ever catch him when he does his live shows and he's just... I think he's had a few pops, well, a few wobbly pops, and he starts dancing. To, it, he's great. I mean, he's, he just kind of, you know. I, got, yeah, I uh, have a so we have a new thing coming up. Uh, on, I have a show that's just Pearl Jam, 100% Pearl Jam related. It's called Quick Spins. It's all the hot topics around Pearl Jam, and we're gonna do a segment called Hitchhiker, where we talk to fans who have followed the band, and I want to hear the stories from Road. I'm going to have to rope Dale into that because, oh God, yeah. God, the shit he would say, that is something that's going to have to happen. <laughs> but, let you know, keeping on the topic of music and all the artists you've hit, hidden, I want to know a little bit about your love of music because it's clear as day based off the pieces you've produced and your work with musicians that you have a love of music. I mean, hell, you're wearing a Fender T-shirt. Um, I mean, big things. When you're painting, what music 
is your like go-to music to paint with? It changes. It's it's weird. It's almost like when somebody asks you what's your favorite artist, and it's like, well, you know, Michelangelo is always a favorite artist, but this month I'm I'm into Rembrandt or Van Gogh or whoever else. I'm I'm. It's like that with music, or, or a lot of times with with painting these Pearl Jam paintings, I'll just try to find anything Pearl Jam related, and just put it on. I'll you know I'll borrow CDs that I mean there's so many Pearl Jam, but then again. Sometimes I need Guns N' Roses. Right now I'm listening to Nick Cave, a lot of Nick Cave right now, or The The I have playing, you know what I mean? So, and even The Stooges, or, or even, you know, a heavy dose of The Cult. Uh, the Stones, love The Stones too. I mean, there's Johnny Cash, there's the U2. I was just listening to The Animals before you, you, you uh, called. So this, I mean, this, but I grew up in a, a family that was, my dad's a, played in a rock band since I was a kid. They were always practicing. They would go into clubs when I was a little kid, watching him play. And my brother's in a, in a band as well. So it's, it, I've been in a, around a, a musical family for years. So that's always been an influence. So as much as I don't play any music, I just have a love for it, listening to it, like many people, like millions of us. So that help, does help me paint. Uh, but then I'll listen to audio books and change things up. And, you know, but it's it, a heavy dose of music, for sure. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's like you and me. Like we, I, I own instruments. I just can't play them very well. Uh, so music's been a very big part of my <laughs> part of my life. Um, I like that. Yeah, it's 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 kind of how it is. You know, I can play ten percent of a song, but I can play it that ten percent about ten percent well. Um, so like my percentage yeah, drops tremendously. Going down quick. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody's calling for me to be on stage. I was. I recently unearthed um, footage of me in a band when I first... So when I moved to Virginia, I was in a band. I was in this band called Champagne Breakfast. And if you're a Pearl Jam fan, like a hardcore Pearl Jam fan, you'll understand the reference. And we were in this band, and dude, we'd play for... Fuck, I don't know, like 10 people at most. And But there's Anthony on the bass guitar over overplaying the simplest chords just to, just to look the part and i unearthed this 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 video the other day and i watched it and i was just like what the hell was i thinking like, how old were you in the video oh god 19 oh, one of That's them i was great. 19 and one of them i was 21 so i was in a band called champagne breakfast and i was in a band oh god high dive darling was the other one and the high dive darling God damn it! We we, oh, I, we we didn't we had no singer and Did I you couldn't do a, sing uh, covers or originals. So we all originals in High Dive Darling was all originals in wow. Champagne Breakfast it was covers. Like but the th- the thing with <laughs> Champagne Breakfast, we played at this the first show we played that we recorded it was this big show for us. We spent so much money on advertising the show, flyers on cars and everything. Ten people showed up, ecstatic as shit. Like, we were so happy that we had these people come in and, like, look at these people coming to watch us, right? And we only, we knew, like, 13 songs. I will never forget the bartender saying, hey, you guys have to play for two and a half hours. No! <laughs> so, so, yeah. Dude. Solo, oh, dude. Solo. Dude, I, I, I have video of this. I'm not going to share it publicly, but I will share it with you. Oh my God, we did Black Crow's Hard to Handle four times. What did oh, the crowd, yeah. How did the crowd react to hearing it that many times? Oh, dude, by the time the fourth time played, there was maybe one person, and it was my wife. Like, at that time, girlfriend, now wife. Yeah. And oh, she... great. Yeah, she, no, dude, she was done with it. She was like, 
fucking math. But like I, this, I think I, I don't know what time it was we played it, but like I did a bass solo in Hard to Handle, which doesn't have a bass solo. But there's video of me trying to accomplish a bass solo. It's awesome. And Black Crow's hard to handle, and it is the worst thing possible. But it's and it's this is on tape. Oh, it is on tape. It is on tape. It is it is on tape. Oh, those are, that's a gem right there. I, I, I wouldn't call it a gem. Maybe coal, but yeah, it, it is uh, exist. But yeah, no, it's you know. I don't know. That's why I appreciate music. I appreciate all music. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's but that's why like I love listening to music because I can appreciate the talent driven to make that stuff. Um, it's just you know like you listening to music with you know painting, you know me doing whatever I got to do with listening to music. I mean I'm it's always on, but it's it's always good to kind of just listen to music and kind of let that you know inundate you to kind of get your art growing. Oh, for sure, for sure, and 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 I think the older you get. When you start to listen to, let's say you listen to the first ten from Pearl Jam, I mean that transports you back to that time too. So it's not just oh I like the music, it's it, it's a time machine back to that time also. So it's doing two things for me anyway, where it brings me back to when I first heard that and what it meant to me when I first. Sure. Heard. So and that's with all bands and all music and um, so that 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 helps too and it helps tr- put you in the me in the right mindset when I'm working on a painting or something. No, I think, I, think that's, I think that's awesome. I do love how a song can bring you back to something, like bring you back to that moment, like a moment that is special to you, you know? Like it's, yeah, it's very I mean, powerful. I, well, I mean, but in the same sense, too, and we've talked about this before, it's even like art in general can do that. That's why show pieces or like your piece that I have over here um, from Fenway in 2016, like it's it's this, I look at this, and it brings me back to meeting all those people and being at that show and seeing the band I love at the ballpark I love. Like, this just puts a smile on my face. You know, it's it's those moments. You're, you know, you capturing Mike McCready in that guitar solo that was able to raise all that money for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. It's, it's a, getting that moment in time and looking at it, and it brings you back to, like, seeing him do those guitar solos or seeing Matt Cameron do those drum solos or, or those moments that's what's great about art, that it can bring you back to those moments that mean so much to you. And it's just, you know, and people just do it in different ways. You do it yep. with your with the paint, pencil, canvas, that way. Pearl Jam does it with their music. Dan Mumford, we've said a million times, does it with his uh, art style. It's just, it's just so awesome that there's so many different ways that people can express themselves, that people can enjoy that expression and give them those memories in all the same sense. Oh, yeah. Hey, when I was speaking to Dan, when I was watching that interview, I think I mentioned it to you. He, he started talking about he did a G.I. Joe uh, series or a project. Oh, you listened to the interview. I, I saw it. And he's talking about the G.I. Joe thing. And, I'm, and, I, and he just, I was talking to the art director and he kind of had a, this. His name is Sean Kenny. And I'm going, Sean Kenny. I know Sean Kenny. <laughs> I've known Sean Kenny for over 20 years. And, and Sean and I worked at a company called Liquid Blue. We did all the merchandising and T-shirt stuff for, for the Grateful Dead and all sorts of other bands. So Sean and I worked together for years. Wow. And I'm like, he has to be talking about the same Sean Kenny I know because I know Sean works for Hasbro, which is only 20 minutes from my house. And I called up Sean. I said, hey, I think you were just mentioned on a podcast, a Pearl Jam podcast. Did you work with a Dan Mumford? Yeah, that guy's great. I... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know his artwork. I, I, I'm a fan of that guy's work. 
So uh, he just went on to tell me why, you know, he hired him and all these other artists and stuff like that. He was in charge of the G.I. Joe project. And anyway, long story. I was like, what a small world. That, For real? Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it's, it's, I mean, there's a lot of people in this world. And for you to know someone that's working with Dan Mumford, who's hanging out in England, right? Well, he's England. probably, yeah. he's, he's, he's out cold sleeping right now. <laughs> as a matter of fact. Yeah. What is the time? Change? Was it nine hours? Or eight oh, hours I don't, I, dude, anytime, anytime we set up anything, I'm like, listen, you tell me what time works and I'll make, and it's yeah. like, usually like I'm doing it 10 in the morning and it's like six o'clock over there. So it, oh, it is no a, kidding. Yeah, it's a pretty it's it's a pretty big difference, and I could be completely wrong, but it's there's a significant difference. That one and the Ben Brown have been the two most challenging ones because Ben's in Australia, Ooh. and when we did the interview, it was like he was in a different day and like than I was, weird? and it was just kind of like it was like seven o'clock here, and it was like the next day in the afternoon there, and it was just kind of weird. Like, like I was like I don't, I, it was just kind of all over strange, but. Yeah, I did. A, I just, I just this past last week. I think it was last week. I did a interview over a period of two days with a uh, for in a, Uzbekistan. I don't know. Part used to be part of the Soviet Union. Okay. So it's going to go on television, but the, the the I think nine hours was the difference. I'm like, how do we figure out what time to do this? And and it was over a period of two or three days. So it's like, wow, it was a challenge just to. <laughs> Just you to know, connect. I guess we're just so spoiled because I mean, if you you know, us East Coast people, everything seems to revolve around the East Coast. Yes, the way the movie, you know, everything start, <laughs> everything's like East Coast. Like you know, when you're watching your TV shows and they start at nine o'clock at eight, eight or nine o'clock, it's like it's the wrap up of the evening. Yes. But then, like on the West Coast, it's starting at like six o'clock. People are getting off of work and having to run home to watch a show. So yeah. we've been kind of spoiled with the like, East Coast stuff. But like the reason why I do this show at nine o'clock at night. It's to accommodate the the West Coast as well to make sure the people that are on the West Coast they want to watch at six o'clock or vice versa. You know, it's just but it is it's crazy. I mean, I have I have a musician coming on in April. I can't mention him yet, but he lives in China. Wow! And dude, I can't like we're try, I'm trying to figure this out. So the, and it's just been like I'm like, listen, I'll get up at six in the morning, and he's like, well. But then we're going to have no viewers. I said, well, I said, I said, do you want to get up where, you know, at six in the morning? He's like, no. And, you know, I'm just, and well, maybe I mean, if he just stays up after a gig, you know, well, it's great. So, he, I mean, he's been stuck there for, oh, since quarantine no. and he doesn't want to leave. And I get it. I understand it. So it's, it's, it's an interesting process, but yeah. it's going to be a good one in April, in April. It's going to be a good one. So. I don't know. It's, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, no, the whole time different things crazy. So, but no, it, it's great to see everything. So you're working on the Vietnam project. You're finishing up the yep. Pearl Jam project. I, I'm excited to hear about this rock show. What else is down the tube for you going on right now? Um, I'm trying to think. There's always something, and I'm always I have everything written down because I forget, and it's bad. Um, because there, there's jobs that I know there's a lot of private commissions that I gotta get working on. There are uh, galleries that want some stuff. There's a few galleries around the country that still are selling stuff and still would like me to create some stuff for them. And it all adds up after a while. And then I got to revamp my website and I got to put the time to do that. And then I'm, I'm starting a publishing house too with for all the werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> I got to, you know, I know it's like there's not enough hours in the day. So I want to do that. And, um, 
so there's always a number of things going on, you know, so. How many hours a week do you think you st you're working in the studio? I don't know. It changes and I never keep track. My friends always tell my business friends are like, hey, you need to keep track of the hours just so you know what you're spending in time and time is money. And and I never keep track. I'm terrible at it. A I lot. Was, no, it's I, a lot. If I can give you any advice. Yeah. Um, and not that it's really going to matter, but if, if there was any advice, <laughs> I think if you overanalyze a passion that you do for work, whether it's like for what I do, sometimes if you just do something and you're content with the money you're making on something, and if you mm -hmm. overanalyze it, like, all right, well, I did a hundred hours in this and I made this, well then in theory, I only made this an hour. Oh, then that's it, depressing. Yeah, it's depressing. <laughs> but if you say, Hey, I made this much. The piece is in its right home. What does it matter? Yeah. You know, there's well, some people that are yeah. over business analyze things. And I'm just like, I don't, you know. Uh, yeah, you're right. There has to be a balance, especially with the arts and the artists. Uh, we don't always fit in that category of the, the business mind where it's black and white numbers and columns. And, and I, thank God people think that way. I, I just don't. It, it stresses me out. I try to be organized. My wife will laugh at me because she's like, you try so hard to be organized. Like I'll have, to, I get so excited. I look, I cleaned my studio. I made a list. I made three lists. I have 10 lists. I have, I have a list. It's, I mean, it's, there's some on my hand. And then I have a book that I keep in my back pocket, a little booklet that I keep, that I write down for my daily. Then I have a calendar on my desk at home. And then I have a dry erase board. And then I'll have a cork board with all these, like it, it, it breaks down. But if, if somebody says to me, oh, hey, call me later, or here's my phone number, and I don't write it on my hand, good chance I'm never going to remember. <laughs> and, and, and I'll be, I, I remember just uh, like CEOs just making fun of me because they're giving me their number for something and I'm writing on my hand and I'm going, okay, what is it? You know, 617, <laughs> And they're like, do you want a piece of paper? I'm like, no, I'll lose that piece of paper. And they're like, they even grab my hand. Look at this guy, he's writing on his hand. And, but I'm like, you don't realize that if I don't put it on my hand, we're both screwed. So it's, I'm not the business kind of guy where I, you know, very organized. It's, it's, it's so frustrating. It's, it's exhausting being me. So it's, it's hard. You know what now, I mean? I'm just like, oh. well, you had mentioned at the beginning of the show, you have, you're supporting four. So that means you have, you're You have a wife. We know that. And two, yep, two boys. And two boys. And how old are your children? They are 17 and 15 now. Okay. So they're in that older age of the, of children. Yep. Um, and um, how do they handle you being you? Uh, define that though, like as an artist. I mean, is it is it something that they are they artists themselves? Do they understand where you're coming from as an artist, or is it something that they are just they just work with? Uh, you know, the two boys. They kind of just sometimes I don't even know if they know I'm there. But I mean, I'm always working on. Out of, well, they do, but like they, I mean, they're kids, so they kind of yeah. do their own thing. And I mean that not in a bad way, just kind of like they're doing their own thing. And they know I do what they know what I do for a living. Most of them, when I first started, I was always working out of the house, so I was always around, which is great because I never missed a soccer game or a baseball game or anything. Um, so I get the best of both worlds, right? And I would just work at night when they went to bed. And um, but now, you know, I kind of just do my thing. I think they're just so used to it. And they are into art and they're, they're super talented, but they, they don't show me anything or as much. I have to kind of dig around and find what they're doing. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I, you know, and as a father, you just love what your kids do anyway. But when you see them show this ability, you just go, oh, I love this. So, 
but they don't really show me too much and you know and i don't pressure them or push them in any direction but they're fantastic at academics and you know i'm bragging about my kids but it's like they, they, they really are so much better than than what i am but at the same time it's you know i let them kind of find their own way well i mean that's i mean isn't that what being a parent is it's you're hoping that your kids are better than you so that's like you're, yeah. you're kind of instilling your positives in your life and kind of sh- and telling them what your negatives are so they don't have it so I mean, listen, I, I mean, every episode, I mean, I don't even, you know, I'm always bragging about my kids. I mean, you know, it's, it's part of why we're parents. I mean, if, yeah, you, if you're a, a parent and not bragging about your kids, then I, there's something wrong. Cause yeah, I'm proud of my kids. It's just, it's great. I love, I, you know, I love hanging with them. It doesn't matter what we're doing. I can watch TV with them. I just like doing that. So yeah, that's, that's awesome. We've been, and, we've been playing ball tag a lot lately. So it's, but it, in the snow and we use a Nerf football. So we'll go out usually at night. And, and they've all gotten faster than me now. So it's great because the slow, the snow is an equalizer because they slip a lot. And then I can, I can whip this football at them and hit them. It's a Nerf football. And then it's like, yeah, you're it. I'm running. You know, because they can outrun me in a second Oh Jesus! <laughs> but I love going to just play with it. It's fun. So, so you're utilizing the slippery surfaces yeah. of snow oh, to yeah. your advantage. Yeah, they want to play, but I'm like, hey, this helps me out because without it, I'm screwed. Oh man, I I get, dude. It's listen. As you can see in my in my full figure here, um, in this shirt that my my wife dr- uh, dried on me, and unfortunately, um, I had so today. Um, I, I I support the the Tottenham Hotspur, and um, they played today. And I was like, well, you know, I'm gonna I want I want to I want to celebrate their win, and I put this shirt on, and I basically had to like fucking pull. I, yeah, so, I, but you know, as as we age. Yeah, oh, Jesus! It just all yeah, starts sucking wind. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll be it. Just hit me with the ball. It's, it's, it's right. Just, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm it. I'm over. I'm over. Just let me be it so I can rest. Oh God, I know. It's you know, my my son has got muscles and it's just eleven year old kid is has got a six pack and you know it's, just, it's just disgusting. Damn it! I hate you. Don't come near me. That's right. Just go to your room. You're punished. <laughs> well, dude, listen. You know, it's it's exciting. First of all, I want to say that. It's an honor to know you. Um, ah. it's a, dude, it's an honor to be able to call you a friend. Um, I'm grateful you came on the show. I've been wanting to do this for a while to because I've it's proud I'm proud to know that you're able to to do so much with so many amazing people. And the thing is you are working with so many people that I admire as human beings. Um, it does hurt me that Tom Brady left the Patriots still, but <laughs> I admire all of the people that you work with. Um and the quality of product you're putting out is absolutely stunning. Um, and I'm glad that the Mike McCready piece did so well. And I'm excited yeah, to see too. all these Pearl Gem pieces coming out. It should be done soon. I'm hoping this week. I was hoping to have them done by this interview. But, of course, I've changed it. I've changed it so many times. Like, oh, I need to change it. need to change it. need to change it. But uh, they're almost done. And then I will I'll text you when they're done. I'll, get, I'll send you ahead of time. I'll, I'll give you the sneak peek and uh, keep you posted on it for sure. Nice. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know, you know, I love. You do know I love to be ahead of things. <laughs> but, you know, You're on the A list. Oh, oh the hey. A-list. So wait, if I'm on, well, come on. I got a question for you. Yeah, I, I'm gonna need this because either a, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take this to the grave. I'm gonna brag about this upstairs, or I'm just gonna pretend that you didn't give me the answer. I'm not looking for. But if I'm on the A list, yeah, and I know that I'm in your phone. I also know that Tom Brady's in your phone of some sort. 
What list is he on? Oh, I think it's the, the what would you call that? The triple A list? I don't know. Son of a bitch. All <laughs> right, so I'm, I'm almost there. I, you know, one of these days. I just, I, I just wanted to see if there was some sort of equalness between me and Brady, but I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it. You know, um, in, in the grand scheme of things, I will say this. You know, if you are watching the show and you know nothing about Brian Fox, check him out online. Fox Friends is a group on Facebook um, that has been put together to showcase his artwork. Um, you can go there and you can see his pieces as they come up. His Werewolf series is absolutely stunning, and I would highly recommend looking into it. And listen, in the time of coronavirus and how artists are having to shift, as Brian said in the beginning of this piece, if you want to support somebody, and I say this on many episodes, and I mean it wholeheartedly right now, this is a man that I would 100% recommend supporting. Check him out. You can check him out on Instagram, Facebook, all social media. He is out there doing great things. This is someone that I give the touring fan live or Anthony fan live. I don't know what the fuck you want to say. I give him my wholehearted support. Support this man. He is an excellent artist, a great person, and someone I hold dearly as a friend. So check this man out. Uh, you're the best. Thank you very much, man. Dude, listen, it's a Thank small... you. It means a lot. I, I appreciate it very much. Well, I, it means a lot for you being here, and I, I, I appreciate it. Um, if you're just tuning in now and you missed some of the show, listen, you can watch this show in its entirety. It's going to be on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel once all that shit gets situated. But also, tomorrow morning, this will be on iTunes, Spotify, and Pandora, and all podcast platforms. So you can definitely check out the audio-only version starting tomorrow and starting April 1st if you are, I guess, wait, want to wait till April 1st. And if you have SiriusXM Radio, you go to the SiriusXM app, and the Touring Fan Live and all of its old shows will be there for you to listen to. So check that out. And then also, we have a new website up, www.thetouringfanlive.com for our upcoming schedule of all of our shows coming out. And tomorrow we'll be announcing some new interviews coming out soon. So check that out. And once again, Brian Fox, thank you so much for coming on the show and for everything you do. I appreciate you uh, from my bottom of my heart to you. Thanks, brother. I really do appreciate coming on. Thanks so much for the time. Uh, dude, thank you for the time. I mean, I'm taking time away from your kids. I mean, in ah, your life. This is enjoyable. All right. All right, man. Well, until next time, I am Anthony. That is Brian. Look, I pointed right this time. That is Brian Fox. <laughs> until next time, thanks for tuning in to the Touring Fan Live.